Welcome back to the MetaMinds podcast, where we're all about relentless self-development and consciousness optimization. And in this episode, we are talking about primal psychology and why every decision we make is based on primal psychology. And it's very important to know that if you don't know that. Mm -hmm. So some topics we're going to be covering in this episode is what is primal psychology? Some of the secondary needs of primal psychology. uh, You know, are we just modern monkeys? and how we're being manipulated through these uh, primal needs and um, how to be aware of these primal needs and, and why it's important to be aware of them. So, yep. Dan, would you like to kick us off on a yep. bit of what is primal psychology? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, being um, animals as we are, we all have psychological urges or psychological needs and to a lot of people out there they're probably unconscious to you and you don't really recognize what these needs or drives are but they've been within us as as humans as as monkeys for forever you know we have um, these basic ones which are food water shelter socialize or social and reproduction and these are psychological drives that will perpetuate or, or sorry push us towards a certain direction whether that is unconsciously or or consciously um so for example with food that's something that we as humans need to operate and to fuel our bodies so and water and, and water as well <clears throat> combined together um we, we need them to to drive our, our bodies to drive this rig that we call the human being body so yeah they're, they're obviously important for that reason shelter kind of goes in with clothing and warmth so they're important for our well-being as well as... To make sure you stay alive. Yep, make sure you stay alive outside of the elements. And, yep, obviously it's a probably a social uh, like convention to wear clothes as such because technically you don't really have to, but they offer warmth as well. So there is a benefit to that. Um, Socialising is something that's obviously been around forever, like when we're in tribes and as we progress through and as you know we go through all of our life through business or school or whatever it is, all of those have an element of socializing to them, but to take it back to the caveman days, uh, within a tribe, you would have a social tribe that would have their own roles to, you know, either grab food or create shelter or whatever it may be, nurture for the children or whatever else. All of those things are within that social element. And then reproduction is literally like the core kind of urge that we have or drive to pass our genes on to the next generation and that's something that is within us innately so to to dumb all these down into one sentence all these five six basic human needs are we're calling it primal psychology because these are the like every decision we make are based off of one of these things Mm -hmm. so that we can stay alive yes and so that yeah maybe our our next generation can stay alive so that we as as a human race not just us in ourselves can stay alive Mm -hmm. and once you understand that pretty much every decision you make whether you know it or not is based off of one of these things then you can really take a step back and understand a lot more about human psychology about yeah what what we do as humans and really laugh at a lot of the the modern versions of of uh these different things so yeah some other secondary needs which are also extremely important but not as important so that they will keep us alive mm. but that these these ones will actually keep us sane and and healthy and, and these other things and so there's yep. there's a lot of different people that um that that talk about these secondary needs and there's a lot of different that um you know thoughts about them but we we found one from anthony robbins which i believe i've heard in one of his audio books yeah and what he says is that you need certainty 
Uh, obviously, you need to know what's going to be coming. That's mm-hmm. gonna that's gonna help you. These are the secondary needs. You need variety. So obviously, variety is a spice of life. Mm-hmm. You can't have vanilla ice cream every time. Maybe you need to get chocolate. Yep. Uh, significance. So again, like you know, you need to feel significant in your life. You need to be able to actually, you know, someone go, oh, you did that thing. That's really cool, and and that really is fulfilling to you because that means that you're fulfilling an actual purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, love and connection, which is similar to the previous one that we had. Um, you know, connection is, is necessary, like having a social connection is necessary. You know, that's going to keep you alive. That's going to help you grow and learn and keep you sane. But on a secondary, um, you know, need, then it's it's a bit more of a luxury, you know, like to mm. have other different friends you can converse with and, and, you know, obviously have a love that you can have a really intimate connection with yep. a person. And the last two is growth and contribution. So, obviously, we need to grow. That's fulfilling to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and contribution, you know, like whenever you actually help someone out, you finally get this little tingly feeling. That's because you're actually helping someone yep. besides yourself. You're doing something <laughs> altruistic for so, someone else. They're the kind of uh, main and secondary kind of primal needs that we have. And to, again, sum it up, like pretty much every decision we make is based off of one of these, one of these things to help us yep. either stay alive or grow. And uh, it's very important to know this and to keep this at the forefront of your mind because, mm. you know, in the caveman days, that, that might have been extremely obvious. Me hungry, me need food. Mm. Me kill Cynthia because she looked tasty. <laughs> Maybe not your own tribe, but, you know, <laughs> me kill chicken to keep me tasty or whatever. Yes. Uh, and, and you know water like we need to move we need to move from this cave to the next cave because that cave has water and that kind of thing mm-hmm. we weren't as consciously aware of it obviously but now there's so many more variables in this day and age and a lot of these uh, needs are manipulated by different people so that they can capitalize on your experience 100%. and uh so yeah i suppose to to dive a little bit further into that like um we're just kind of modern monkeys aren't we dan yeah we really are yeah and I guess, like you were alluding to before, lots of people, and I see a lot of corporations and companies really capitalizing on these needs, these drives or urges that we have within us. And like I mentioned earlier on, not everyone is aware of this. So if a, if a company is going to try to capitalize on how hungry you are, they might utilize a time slot. So they might go, okay, well, lunchtime in this area, people will be hungry. So we'll have a radio, you know advertisement at this point that will talk about the new X chip deal that we have or whatever. And they're capitalizing on a time frame and they're capitalizing on people's hunger at that point. Um, and, and you see it all the time, like uh, companies use sex drive a lot of the time. So they will have overly sexual people in an advertisement to drive a product. And that is uh, capitalizing on our, I guess, urge or drive as, as humans to go towards reproduction yep. or have that urge to, to reproduce. So companies are aware of this. And I, yeah, it's one of those things that happens every day. If you try to look out for it, you will see it in pretty much every advertisement. They're trying to capitalize on these needs and these urges that we have. So to dive a little bit deeper into each of these, and this is the real kind of shell of the, of the podcast, pretty much every one of these uh, triggered by cues to actually get us to act. <clears throat> you know, for example, so again, we're cavemen, we see a fruit on a tree. That's quite a rarity. Mm-hmm. The fruit was not extremely common, and we know that that has sugar in it, and that sugar is going to give us energy and give us calories. Then we need calories to survive, obviously, that's going to help us survive and thrive and have more energy. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go and pick that fruit, and we're going to eat that fruit. And sugar from fruit, sugar in apples, for example, you, you would eat one apple and you would feel relatively full from that because it has a lot of fiber in it and that gives cues to your body to tell you that you're actually filling up. So you don't need so much of that. Mm-hmm. 
but we've developed 500 different types of sugar now. Mm-hmm. So you can put it into a caramel slice, for example, and have, you know, 100 times the amount of sugar you would get in a week into one small snack. And because your body is still trained from a primal point of view to survive and get as many calories as you can, which you can get through sugar and all these other things, because it was rare, basically, we see that and we go, oh, we know that we're going to get a reward from that, which which is why sugar tastes so good, right? Mm -hmm. And carbohydrates and all these other things that were uh, less common than some of the foods that we would find. Mm. We would get that cue that triggers dopamine and serotonin in our our brain, uh, which says that we're actually going to survive for longer, which is really good for us, which is why that's in our bodies, basically. Mm. But we've, we happen to evolve to, ha- to be in this world of abundance where sugar and all these things are so readily available. And this might seem obvious to some people, but to a lot of people that you explain this to, they say, wow, I didn't mm. even think of this, you know. And then you eat a caramel slice and then all of a sudden you have one the next day as well. Mm. All of a sudden you just had two months worth of sugar that you would get as a caveman in two days. Yeah. And that's one of like five different sugary snacks. You have a Coca-Cola and you have a this and a mm-hmm. that all throughout the day. And all of a sudden, your body is going to overdrive being like, what is going on? How am I getting all this sugar? How am I yep. supposed to process this sugar? Exactly right. Your body hasn't adapted to realize that all this stuff is in abundance now mm-hmm. because, you know, at any point it could get taken away from us, basically. Mm-hmm. Then we would go back to that, that age where we need to crave these different things, which will help us survive. And so the other thing is uh, we make decisions based on uh, expending as little calories as possible, which is where I suppose people call people lazy from, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of decisions we make are based on, we want to expend as little calories as possible so that we can conserve those calories so that we can stay alive for longer as a yes. ape running around basically. You yeah. Know? <laughs> we're, we're basically a, a, a comfortable ape. Yeah. So, so we want to be comfortable all the time. And you see all these innovations um, in terms of like food that's delivered to your house or, you know, all of these services where they'll deliver products to your house or anything can pretty much be delivered to you now, which creates this this idea that really anything can come to your house. You don't have to leave the house. You can be a, a lazy ape that, that sits around as such. And with the, the note on the sugar as well, like you mentioned things that I guess obviously contain sugar, like the caramel slice or the Coke, but pretty much everything contains sugar. That's the crazy yeah. thing. Like they hide it in the way that they word certain things or it's like a dextrose compound or whatever it is. Like it's always hidden within the wording. And if you look through your products, you'll notice that, you know, something even like an oats bar, which is meant to contain oats, will have an abundance of sugar to create that flavor. And the crazy thing is the the sugar, your mind processes it from the pleasure centers. So you get that immediate you know, that, that hype, that, that, that hype feeling where yeah. you're like, I'm on sugar. This is great. You know, it tastes amazing. My brain's firing all these neurons. I'm feeling fantastic. But then you do get those sugar crashes. And that's why a lot of people will, you know, get tired near the end of the day and complain about that. And, and if you do change your diet and remove sugar, you'll notice more of a long lasting energy through the day and sugar being such an amazing sensation. It, it genuinely is classed as a drug within you know the health organizations it's yep. seen as a drug so it's one of those things that like you said that was uh something that you couldn't get a hold of it was quite a rare thing and now it's in literally everything and going back to that point about companies abusing manipulating manipulating your primal needs yeah so you're manipulating the primal needs through adding sugar <laughs> to everything and it becomes an addiction that you crave to make money off that basically yeah so, so if you can take a step back and realize that this thing which has been a huge realization in my life mm. it's just taking a step back and realizing that thing it can really alter your decision on whether or not to purchase 
some of these things. I mean, it shows mm-hmm. you that, A, we don't need this. It shows you why that you want this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to be drinking Coca-Cola every day <laughs> or yeah. ever. Yeah. But, um, and it, yeah, and it shows you how, uh, you know, people are manipulating these, uh, these needs, basically. Mm. Uh, the other thing is, so like gluten-free, for example. You know, gluten is uh, like, you know, seeds and grains that, that we have developed and grown through human processes. This is why a lot of processed food is bad for us as well, because we can never get a hold of these foods and oils and things. Mm-hmm. They're very high in calories. That's why it tastes amazing, uh, because again, it will help us stay alive longer because it's calories and fats, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we never had access to gluten. This is why a lot of people are gluten free. I mean, some people are doing it for trendy reasons, whatever. Yep. <laughs> but some people are doing it because their body literally can't handle it because it wasn't designed to handle it. You mm. know, we happen to make bread and. You know, bread can be tasty, but like our bodies, whenever bread goes into our bodies, if you look into the way our, our bodies process bread, it literally processes it as a poison, essentially. Mm. And it goes, oh, what is this? We have to stop everything we're doing and destroy this thing, basically. Mm-hmm. And this happens in all bodies, but gluten-free bodies, uh, well, gluten intolerant bodies, you know, are more prominent to that. So that's just another small example, and there's a lot of different examples with food, but we've got a couple here to, to go over. So um, yep. why don't we dive into clothing and shelter? Yeah. Okay. So this is still relating to, if we've kind of lost everyone, this is still within the modern monkey world. So this is primal urges affecting us currently in this current climate. Yeah. So with clothing and shelter, we kind of spoke about it a little bit before, but... The entire fashion industry. Yeah, the entire fashion industry. (laughs) And home industry, you know? Yeah. And they they really do capitalize on those those primal urges, that primal psychology that we have within us. So, yeah, you, you do see it all the time. These companies, I guess it also, for me... Yes, they're trying to advertise a product that could keep you warm or makes you look trendy or whatever it is. But it also is like combining both the image, so the social element or the status, the status, I guess, of yep. you as well as that need to be warm because yep. everyone wears clothes unless you're a nudist. So companies literally can combine the two to create this combination of the social element, that status, as well as the need for What's well, social convention as well? It is, it is as well, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like we don't actually need clothes no. a lot of the time in certain climates. You know, we're in Australia here, yeah. and when it's 30 degrees at the time, I would love to be walking around with no shirt on most of the time, you know yeah. what I mean? But it just so happens that if you walk down the shops with no shirt on, you might get arrested, you know what yeah. I mean? Because that's a social convention that has been constructed. Mm-hmm. And it's sh- it like, you know, we used to be much hairier creatures, we used to be much hairier apes, but our bodies have developed to not have as much hair because mm. it goes, oh, we don't need it to keep us warm because it seems that we're using clothes. You yep. know what I mean? That's it. So, again, this is a social convention that has been conditioned into us and it seems evolutionarily our bodies have caught up a little bit. Mm. But it's actually caused quite a lot of different problems from like skin problems and different things and has caused us to adapt in different ways that haven't actually been as beneficial to us because we're putting these fabrics on us that sit on our bodies all day that aren't 100%. really meant to be there, you know, yeah. which, again, we've developed through, human processes that have yeah so and, and i guess uh i don't know if this will really click with anyone but i've looked into a little bit of the research behind wearing clothes to bed and the fact that it is restraining like any sort of sweat and it's not allowing your body to naturally like cool down on its own so again that's a synthetic man-made thing or a, a convention that people have created and a lot of people will go to bed fully clothed or they wear jumpers or they wear socks or whatever but it doesn't allow your body to disperse the sweat or disperse heat because it's it's confined it's trapped within the clothing so there are actual research there's research into that 
to say that well, it is Well, now we all know how you sleep, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wear a jumper, though, with a hood on, which is you weird. You do, actually. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> so the other thing is shelter. You know, we talk about yeah. cavemen. We had a cave, right? Or whatever it may be. It could have just been a small rock or we made it out of, you know, little, little tree things, basically. Yeah. Whatever shelter we needed to stay away from the elements, basically, and stay alive for the evening. Maybe stop tigers from seeing where we are and that kind of thing and coming and killing and eating our babies or whatever. Mm. And so now we live in homes, or at least the very lucky ones of us do, basically, mm. uh, or shelters or shanties or whatever. And, and again, th- like this like status of, of wealth, you buy a mansion, basically. Mm. Do you need as one or two people to live in a 500 meter square building? Absolutely no. not. But to show this status again, and to show your social hierarchy, to show that you have a higher you know, uh, value, value than yeah. other people, which is again, a social or primal, uh, psychological, uh, you know, cue basically, mm. uh, you get, you get a ridiculous mansion and a yeah. very large car, yeah. but realistically, and this, this tiny house movement mm-hmm. has come along, you can, you can live in a, in a, you know, 20 square meter place That's extremely it. comfortably. Yeah. Basically. And your, all of your needs can be met. Yeah. So, but, but, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, um, <clears throat> a lot of the, we're manipulated in this way that we do need shelter to yeah. survive basically. Yeah. I don't know about you. I sleep on the street every night, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, and so like a lot of the, you know, the housing market exists basically Yeah. when in reality we could all live in, in like these boxes that all look the same, but exactly because right. one of our secondary needs and we're lucky enough to have these secondary needs and meet these secondary needs is variety then we all yeah. want a different house and oh well, i want my house to have a bidet on the toilet yeah, i want yeah. my house to have a fairy wall or whatever it is yeah. you know or metaminds live streamed in every room whatever it, whatever is, it is for your you house yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh i know what my house has um, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah so these are these are all manipulated and, and capitalized on basically yes um through these different industries and these are all primal needs that we have basically and definitely it's unfortunate the way the uh the What's the word? Society that we live in is trending towards that people need more money to survive so that they can actually live in these houses. Mm. So they're being becoming slaves to working so they can actually get enough food to survive. Yes. Which, you know, we talked about sugar before, but the other thing is obviously we need food to just survive, actually to stay alive and to yeah. thrive, you know. And so a lot of people are manipulating food through changing the actual genetic makeup of the yep. food. 100%. Um, yep. So that they can capitalize on the way we purchase food and yeah and their process for creating it yeah and like there's um with 3d printing coming through they're making 3d printed patties they're making 3d printed everything yeah because they can basically get any material or any proton a pro- protein um strain and put it through a machine to then replicate it and create some sort of synthetic artificial product that is still technically using a protein from whatever that thing is clean meat is on its way but yeah it's um <clears throat> this is why the whole you know dairy and agriculture industry exists or throw my throw my little vegan stab in here is, yeah. that, <laughs> is that they're capitalizing on the fact that we used to kill animals because we needed that to survive as cavemen basically mm. but now we've we've evolved to a point where we don't actually need that and we can just eat fruits and vegetables to survive mm-hmm. look at this vegan propaganda coming out basically yeah. but like we've got the abundance <clears throat> there so you yeah can. so we don't actually yeah. need to kill all these all these cows which are actually creating methane which is destroying the planet basically but we're still doing it because people still associate this need with eating animals when the science says otherwise that's a whole other thing though that is <laughs> um, so social uh, yeah I mean social, social media oh yeah to start with Whew. basically I mean we needed social 
connection to you know, you know for fulfillment for growth so we can learn off each other and things like that mm-hmm. and yeah obviously it helped us learn and grow and and feel like we're a part of a tribe you know and our tribe is all around us and this is what we talked about in the last episode is meeting people over the internet that have specific things that you that you uh, are into specific niche things that you're into because it helps you feel like you're a part of that culture it just happens yep. that culture isn't in physical physical environment anymore yeah uh, but yeah we're being conditioned through Social media, manipulated through social media, and our social needs aren't actually being net met Not in all. the way that they're supposed to <laughs> be no. met, which is why this uh, depression and everything is so rampant nowadays because yeah. we're just not actually getting the real social interaction that we that mm. we need, you know, that we need to have real physical For looking sure. at people in the eyes. And yeah, like yeah. That. And, and that transference of nonverbal cues and, and the energy in the room as you have an amazing conversation, yeah. that can't be replicated and we're the most connected we've ever been, but we're also the most disconnected. And I believe that a lot of this anxiety and depression and a lot of these conditions, not like, you know, calling anyone out or anything, but I I believe that it could be improved if you looked for genuine social interaction and you tried to connect with people in the real world, whether it's your family or friends, instead of looking for that online connection, because you will notice that you'll feel depleted if you don't have any social interaction. And you and I talk about this a lot, but when we're on our personal brand, yeah, we on that personal brand vibe, like we'll connect with people and we'll feel really fulfilled. And it's great to connect with people all over the world. But there's a point where you, you, you'll be sitting there and you're on your own sitting at a computer and you're not getting that transference of energy because there's no energy being transferred through text. Yes, you can send videos to people, which is a bit better, or, or voice or whatever, but it's just not the same as being in the room with someone. And there are psychological needs that are not being met through social media. So it really is important to understand that and be aware if you are feeling depleted, yeah. that maybe you're using social media too much. Maybe you need to or even just, reconnect. Just phones, yeah. Or just phone in general, for I sure. I think yeah. pretty much everyone can agree that they've had experiences where you just have a conversation with someone. It's like either a cute girl in a cafe or one of your close friends or your mother yep. or father or something, and you leave that that conversation feeling energized or, mm. or like what something they said changes a perception that you had on something else that you couldn't realize if you were just reading it off a phone or something and you literally feel a different way basically. For sure. And sometimes it's more prominent, sometimes it's not, but like that literally is going to, you know, if that, that gives you life, you mm. know, that gives you happiness and fulfillment and it's, it's crazy the effect that it has on people and it's actually not crazy, no. but because it's not commonly understood, it is crazy and it does need to be pointed out, you know, that it's like when you put your phone down for a whole day and you just talk to people in real life. But again, it's much easier said than done. Yes. But um, yeah, extremely important basically. And look, we're only touching the surface of this issue. It's much deeper yeah. than it is. But the point of this podcast is to just kind of help spread some awareness on the fact That's that That's all it is, yeah. Everything get, get we do is based on this primal psychology and these basic human needs mm-hmm. uh, because we're little, little dumb monkeys basically that think we're smarter than they are. Yeah. And uh you know, some of us are, but for sure, yeah. But more, more often than not, we're still just apes that go we, acting we, on urges. Yeah, yeah that's it. And that's Literally. all it is. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the final point about reproduction, we covered it before, but a lot of these companies will utilize overly sexualized advertisements, or they'll utilize some sort of sexy persona to really push the concept of a product, and that's really tapping into our innate urges to want to reproduce. And that comes in forms of seeing attractive people that can still be seen as a form of reproduction yeah. because obviously the same drives, the same urges will come up from seeing that image or seeing that video. 
So again, they're capitalizing on that. And as a lot of advertisers will say, sex sells. Yeah. So because it does. Because it does. Because it's yeah. the number one thing that we have. If we have food and water and shelter, yep. then the next thing on our mind is we need to reproduce that's so it. that we can keep this and race we're alive. We're comfortable basically. apes now with all of that. So yeah. that's a big uh, selling point, I'm sure. And this is why porn is a very dangerous industry because yep. it gives men all of that fulfillment without the actual human connection as mm -hmm. well. So you get the dopamine and the serotonin and trigger all these things in your brain, but you don't actually get the. Uh, uh, not melatonin. What What is the uh, chemical that you get from connecting with people? Oxy Oxytocin. Oxytocin. That's the one. Yep. Thanks for remembering. I think that's the one, yeah. Yeah, that's the actual like thing yeah, that gives you that. That's, that's yep. what you get from connecting with people, basically. And so there's a lot of these dangerous industries out there. And it's the same with Magic Mike or whatever. You yeah. know, it's the same, yeah, well, it's the same for go. women, you know. Like for they sure. get that Or that um, hit. Fifty Shades of Grey, another yeah. example, yeah. They get that hit that is cueing to them that they are doing the natural thing by reproducing, but they're not actually doing it. It's just telling them, when I see that thing, I'm fulfilling that need but yep. it's not actually being fulfilled but their brain thinks it is you sure. know, as well. it's like a, a laboratory experiment almost you know, yeah. like it's a synthetic way of producing those urges as such well because it sells then yeah it then works. Then obviously <laughs> people them. are going to do it so they can make money off it so then they can have higher status that's and, it but another thing i wanted to touch on on this is that uh you know the reason why stereotypically and generally people that go to the gym mm. are more attractive to the opposite sex than people who don't. Mm. And the reason is because like big muscular guys, you know, if, if a girl is into that, which more often than not, you would, you know, they could agree that, that that is an attractive cue, that it is an attractive feature um, with, you know, they don't have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but just have a little bit of muscle mm. because that is a cue to a, to another human say you're a caveman, that you're lifting rocks all day and you're putting those rocks in a pile to build up your big, um, your big shelter and you're going out and you're killing all the animals. <clears throat> so that's a cue to the opposite sex to say, oh, he's pretty strong, mm -hmm. which means he can like provide for the family with food and shelter and yeah, water a and lot. And protect me. And protect me. That's yeah. the hugest thing. So it's yeah. like, oh, I'm attracted to that basically. And that's a yeah. primal instinct basically. And yeah, similarly for the, <clears throat> for the opposite sex, basically we see a woman with wide hips and we go, oh, Dem Bourbon hips. You well, know what it, I mean? Yeah. Because that is going to create a, you know, child basically yes <laughs> and this is the, the whole thing that we're that we're talking about is that um these are different cues it just so happens that in this modern world yep. we don't lift rocks all day unless you're a tradie basically yep. uh you have to actually physically go to a room that we've built that is that yeah. has metal <laughs> objects in it that you exactly lift right. up and down that yep. gets you to that same state that which cues to the opposite sex this primal need that mm. oh he he's strong because he built a house yeah but really he's strong because he went to a gym yeah which is still a cue that like they're you know working their body which like well, actually go, yeah. you know pushing themselves and they're motivated to do things yeah so but it's just so interesting and this i'm fascinated by this and i've been fascinated by it for years like mm. that pretty much every decision everyone makes is based off of one of these needs you know and the sooner you can kind of get a grasp on this and kind of keep it at the forefront of your mind, you can observe how other people act under these circumstances and you mm -hmm. can observe how you act how as you well act and realize just sure. how simple like we are as yeah. humans, you know? We really are. Yeah. We're, just, we're just dumb apes, really. Mm. Like Some people, Elon Musk, you know, he got lucky, right? He's pretty smart, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit pretentious, very smart there. <laughs> Look, and no, no, we're all very, very intelligent. We're self-aware and that's what separates yeah, us we have from a, a lot of different animals, right? Yeah. But yeah, that doesn't make us this all-seeing eye. Whatever, we're still the same as your dog. Look, it's, you yeah. know, you look at a dog, and that's you know the reason it looks at you all cute because it wants your food because it wants to survive, and that's 100%. where that comes from. You yeah. know, we're exactly the same. We just happen to know that like, we can talk about this. You know, mm. just happen to you associate yourself with someone called Dan. I associate with myself with someone called Eamon. Yeah, got meta there for a second, didn't we? It, it did. It did. <laughs> 
Um, I've covered sure a lot of ground. The final point, but yeah it's, yeah, it's really just being aware of that and trying to monitor what's happening. So yeah. within advertisement, within people around you, within your behaviours and feelings, if you really localise that feeling and understand where that feeling is coming from, if it is a primal psychology within you that's making you feel that way, then potentially you might not change how you react, but at least you're aware of it so that you can change it or understand why you're doing that thing. So it's not you just blindly going through life going, I'm going to act on this, I'm going to act on this, because it's an unconscious thing. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of power in being aware of these urges and desires and, yeah. And limiting a lot of the um, information that you consume through TV and other stuff mm. because, yeah, advertising, it really does, you know, even if you just see a, a woman in a Bonds ad or whatever and she's dancing yeah. around in her underpants, whatever, that can trigger your mental capacity, like, you know, trigger you to, to act in a different way, basically, or Coca-Cola mm. again. It's like that, you know, we're being manipulated at every single turn based on things that we need to do. Yes. And... That's okay. People want to make money. This is how it is. But uh, just be aware of that. <laughs> yeah, because you know, I mean, I already buy a lot of clothes that I don't need. But, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but this is most likely based off of this. But yeah. Anyway, super interesting stuff, and there's a lot, lot to dive deep in. And again, we only scratched the surface, I'm sure. But uh, thank you, everyone on Livecast. Is it? It's on Castbox. Castbox this is a live cast. Live <laughs> thank you, everyone, for <laughs> tuning into our live cast on Castbox. Yep. Uh, we're doing this live, just so you know. Uh, but if not, thanks for checking this out on YouTube and or Spotify and or one of the other 15 yep. platforms that we're on. Or even Instagram. Instagram. We have some yep. spicy content on there. Facebook. Facebook. Thank you for joining us on this one and we will see you next week on the Metaminds podcast. <laughs>